and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I, of course, am Sarah Alipin, your host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you totally should check it out. It's with Marianne Udell from Sheltering Tree, and we talked about managing grief. Um, whether you've lost someone important in your life, or your partner has lost someone important in your life, or you're grieving that you know change in your self-perception, your identity. And there are a lot of tips and tricks in there to really make it super um, supported, make you feel super supported as you enter a new phase of life. Thank you everyone for tuning into The Wedding Dish today. We are dishing with an incredible award-winning DJ and fellow redhead, the human behind DJ Molly Party. Molly, thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish today. Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am so excited. We were chatting offline a little bit and it was we just have the best time together. So I know this is going to be a great episode. It's so true. It's so true. Well, are you ready? I'm ready to dish. All right. Well, today we're talking about music and crafting a vibe because music can really shift that mood and energy during a wedding. When a couple gives you their song requests for their wedding day, how do you take those songs and craft them into a cohesive, fun day? Well, I mean, music is such a powerful tool to to help people move into different emotional spaces and to, you know, really recollect memories, to create memories. I mean, how many of us have been kind of struck speechless by a memory because a song just came on? Um, and so when a couple gives me their list, I really, I help guide them through the process in the different parts of their day, because, you know, as a wedding professional, we're going to be together for like six or seven hours that day. And that's a long time. That's very many different moods that we go through together and hopefully climaxing at the end of the celebration. Um, and so I really try to create a different mood for each part. So, you know, like I ask them specifically, what kind of vibe do you want for the prelude when your guests are coming in? How do you want them to feel when they walk into the venue or they they walk into the space and they see it for the first time? You know, maybe they're a little stressed out from traveling to the venue. Maybe they've never been there before and they have anxiety about getting lost. What kind of mood do you want people to have when they come in? And then, you know, I walk them through each part of the day, the different sections, you know, the cocktail hour, the dinner, you know, and then the entrances and and all of the different parts. And then a lot of times people are pulling from music that they've loved their whole lives. So that can be pretty crazy because, you know, me personally, that's like 17 different genres. <laughs> so my job <laughs> is to put all that together in a way that doesn't sound completely crazy. You know, and I love that part of, you know, making it go from folk into, you know, maybe a little indie rock into trip hop and then into pop and hip hop and, you know, in a way that makes a lot of sense and helps move people. That's such a good point. And yeah, when you were saying, you know, 
that music sparks memories, it's kind of like um, there, there's a theory about senses sparking memories. And you kind of don't think about it with your hearing because hearing isn't usually anyone's. I mean, it's very uncommon that hearing is your strong sense. It's mine, actually. Um, but usually it's smell or taste. Um, that's your small, your strong sense. Cause it's only one path to your brain as opposed to hearing it's two paths to your brain. I think don't ever get your science facts from me, everybody like fact check me. And, like This is coming from like seventh grade bio. So it's been a minute. <laughs> I'm still here for it though. But I love that. That's such a good point that the things we hear also spark memories. So just like the food we eat, the food we're served, um, and how that can make you feel comfort or warm and welcome. The music is doing a very similar kind of thing. And really, I mean, it's truly setting the tone, literally. I see what you did there. <laughs> Where are my sound effects when I need them? You know, even though even Edgar Allan Poe said something amazing about music is that, you know, music, even beyond poetry, is the closest state that we get between like that wake and sleep moment. So like it's so emotional and powerful. It's like visceral. Like we don't even it moves us without us even attempting it. And so, you know, for someone like him, like such an incredible poet and a writer to like notice what it does to the senses, that was really interesting to me as I was probably also in seventh grade studying English. Maybe we should write like a facts of seventh graders book together. <laughs> oh my God. 50% of it will be wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> if we're lucky, 50% will be wrong. For our memory failures and because everything has changed, what we know about the world, half of it's <laughs> Facts and wrong answers only. Oh my God, I love it. So we talked about this offline a little bit, but when we initially met, um, and I would love to have you share some insight into this. How can couples use music to signal to their guests that there's going to be a transition in the day? So for example, how does the music communicate to guests that it's time to move from cocktail hour to reception? Um, I think the thing we think of most commonly in um, as people who might have attended a wedding would be like when you know someone's coming down the aisle, there's that shift in music and there's an energy sense that you feel. You probably as a guest don't notice it quite as much through the other parts of the day, but just so everyone has a visual of what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And and music, both music and lighting is is a very important, you know, way to let people know like, okay, it's time to shift gears now. Um, because for them, it's a long day too. You know, they're, they're going through all of the emotions right along with a couple from the first time that they get to see the bride. And then, you know, after the first kiss and then the, the entrance into the actual like reception. Um, what I usually recommend is that, you know, we start in a place that's a little bit more chill and then we, we build. So between cocktail hour, you know, that can be kind of like mid tempo. I like to do like, like depending on the couple's musical tastes, kind of like something that's nice to have in the background, but not that has a lot of motion to it, but not a lot of like, um, 
now I need to use my words, a, a lot of <laughs> dynamics so that it's so that it's not in like volume, really loud and then really quiet and then really loud and then really quiet because that's just distracting. So I usually, you know, recommend something like soul, jazz, acid jazz, something that feels really good that has some rhythm to it, but that's not aggressive, you know, and then dinner, we move into another, another mood depending on their tastes. And then, you know, after, after speeches or whenever we're about to kick off like the dancing, there's definitely a change in tempo. There's going to be a change in volume where I'm going to talk to the venue beforehand to say like, as we get into these, I need you to bring the lights down a little bit because then when I turn my lights on that, you know, the shift in the volume, the shift in the tempo, the shift in the lighting, that's all going to signal to people like, okay, it's, it's time to do something else now. That makes total sense. And yeah, you're right. The lighting is a big part of it too, which is something that I don't always think about because I'm as a photographer kind of fighting the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is fine. You just have to adjust. Like you have to be prepared. So during dinner, I'm like setting up my light stands and whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, part of being a wedding professional is working with the other parts of the team. Like you know, I try not to have like a lot of reds and greens even can get weird in photographs. And I know that from being a stage performer because they make you, their skin look re weird. They make your hair brassy, you know? And so I've actually shifted my lighting setup to make sure that it doesn't fight with the photographer because we're all in it together. We're trying to get people into this space and then you're trying to capture these memories that we're all creating together. And I definitely, I want all that to turn out as best as possible for the couple. And so, you know, working on those things together, I don't want it to be pitch black all of a sudden because then you're not going to be able to get any photos. Yeah, that's definitely true. And there have been times when that's happened for sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is also like it's going to be an accurate representation of the couple's day. So if the couple is asking you for like all magenta lights, they just really want that Barbie core, thing, <laughs> then that's what color their photos are going to be. And that's fine. Like that's what they wanted. And as long as it's what they want, then like I'm in, you're in. And I think yeah, I, I love being able to work with the DJs, especially because a lot of times we'll have to call up if anybody, if we don't get through family photos or someone was late or something, we'll have to ask you to call people up before you start like amping everyone up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, do like a fast photo on the dance floor before we start or whatever. And it's always, it's just like the DJs are always my favorite people to work with because of like they're always like, yeah, hey, let me help you out. And I'm like, hey, do you need some water? Like I'm headed over to grab myself some you want. Which is also why photographers are one of my favorite people because <laughs> we're normally on a similar schedule. Like I never get to meet the hair and makeup team. I don't get to chat with the florist much, but like the photographer and I, we're in the trenches together for a while. You know, like you get there earlier than I do, so you leave earlier than I do. But there's a huge main section that like we really need to work together on, especially to to get the the best results for the client. And also because like 
I'd really love to be able to share some of those photos. And the better the photos are, the better we all look and the better that the couple goes through and be like, oh, I remember that. That was amazing. Or, you know, because their day is so crazy. Who even knows they might be so overwhelmed that they forgot something happened because like 15,000 things happened that day for them. And so, yeah, just being a team player, especially with the photographers, because we're in it together. You have like 15 bags. I have a space for your bags under my table. (laughs) You know, if there's a if there's a photo that looks great from like where I'm standing, I'm going to be like, get over here and get this photo real fast. You know, just working as part of the team, especially, you know, especially with the venue and the photographer for me has been, you know, my, my main partners in crime day of event. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. I love weddings are just the best it, because you do get to work in a way that you don't normally get to work with people who you don't see that regularly as a team. And it's such a, it's such a like fun way of actually getting to know people in a very different way. Um, and it's never, it, in my experience, it's not like group work in school going back to seventh grade again. <laughs> We're in seventh grade together for the rest of our lives now. Oh God. <laughs> it really is. And that's, and it's it's for this greater goal too. So it it really is. It's very unique. You know, I used to work a lot of festivals, and and in that way, it's very much like okay, we all have this main goal. We're in a place that you know may not have very good internet, or may it may be really cold, and we're all outside, and we're all in this really like surreal situation working together to meet this one goal, to be able to deliver this amazing product of results for this couple who are, you know, have all these people around them that love them and are doing this thing. They're launching their new lives together. It really is such a crazy and very dope thing to do. I could not agree more. So what are some of the things couples should keep in mind as they craft their playlist? Because I'm sure a lot of your couples come in and they have, you know, not just like a few songs that they're excited about. Like I had a whole list of songs that I gave to my, and I was like, you don't have to use all of these, but this will give you like a good sense of what kind of music we like and who we are as a couple. And um, what are some of the things that couples should keep in mind as they are sort of building that out? That's a great question. And, you know, and because people are pulling from music that they've loved their entire lives, it can be, you can get something that's just completely all over the place. And so for me, what I do is I try to ask really good questions. And if I'm still like confused about what they've given me, I ask more questions because for me, it's, it, the job is to make sense of things. Um, I just started using at the end of last year, I started using an app and like a software platform to put my questionnaires in. And it, it also like, um, to do it on their phone. So it kind of gamifies the process because they have a lot of decisions to make. Like it's stressful as hell. And I would like to take some of that stress off of them. So, you know, having it 
um, work with YouTube or Spotify or any of that stuff. They can just drop songs in there. And what I try to do is lead them throughout the entire event. So it's broken up into sections, you know, and then I have like a top 10, you have to play these songs. I also walk them through the process of, you know, thinking about your whole lives. Are there songs that you used to sing as a family in the car? Are there songs that your mom is like going to lose her mind if I play it? Are there songs that you and your, all your sorority sisters used to party to at the club in college? And I, I try to, to walk people through that so that they have an idea of like what I'm looking for, because really it's, the whole thing for me is to take some of those memories and bring them into the current. And so you have all these people together. They may live in different countries now, you know, but you have these very, very strong memories around music or around something. And let's, let's try to recreate that and update it here also. And so, you know, I have a couple that, she said, you have to play living on a prayer because all of his fraternity brothers will come in and like throw him in the air. And I was like, okay, like we can, we can do that. And I'm like, picture, I'm like, that doesn't sound safe. You know, somebody's going to fall. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like safety first all the time. But then it happened and I was just standing behind the decks. Like what is happening right now? He was just like airborne the entire, just, I was like, yo, this is epic. The photos are epic. The, like everybody, as soon as that, you know, the opening riff of Living on a Prayer, everybody came running in. And I've had that happen with like parents too, you know, where they have a very strong memory with their family. And, you know, somebody's like, my mom is going to lose her mind if you put this song on. I'm like, let's do it, you know? And so for me, I try to to guide them like, Everybody has those songs. Let me know what those songs are. I'm also listening to the speeches of the best man. If any music comes up during those speeches, I'm going to make sure that I like get it in there because sometimes they forget. But I also ask my clients, like, if you're really overwhelmed right now, invite your best man or your, your maid of honor to the app as a guest because you might not be thinking about club songs right now. You, you're thinking about flowers, so that's fine. But like, let your best man drop a couple tracks because he's thinking about the club right now, you know? And so kind of trying to let them reach out for help if they need it. But the whole thing is like, you know, the dance floor is usually an hour and a half, two hours, maybe three hours. That's not actually a ton of time. So I want to make sure that we make it count. Yeah. That's very true. That's really smart. And as um, so, one of the things we did at our wedding a million years ago that I always encourage my couples to do, you kind of hit it, and I've never heard it from anybody else, is playing a song that will be special to other people and letting your photographer know about that too. Because what happens is that person will light up and run to the dance floor. So that might be the only time you get your mom on the dance floor. But if you play a song that is like going to light her up inside and make her very happy, she's going to run to the dance floor. And that's like a special moment that the two of you will have that you'll want to remember. 
It's also something that I want to be able to document. And having you know that is, of course, very important um, because if they forget to tell me, they you always take care of telling me. Absolutely. And that's a, another point of where like working together as a team, you know, and and I always share like the timeline with all, you know, the details that are applicable with the coordinator, the venue and the photographer. So if there's a song, you know, like you don't need to know the songs, but you may want to. And also you're going to want to know what the must play because there's a reason that it's a must play. And I, I make notes on it. Like this is why, because his mom loves the eighties and she's going to freak out. Or, you know, if you're doing videography as well, or if you're going to put together a video of stills, you may want to pull from one of those songs to use it so that they also have that memory again in the bed of their, like one of their wedding videos or something like that, you know, just kind of like trying to weave it all in together to tell the story of their day. I, that's, I could not agree more. I love it so much. That's perfect. Um, okay. Shifting gears slightly. Is there anything really cool or unique that you are seeing couples do um, that you either love or you, or even something you wish they would do that you want to see more of in the coming year? You know what? There has been a huge callback into disco, which I have experienced in the last year at least that I am so on board for. I'm like, do not threaten me with a disco party, um, <laughs> both with couples, you know, and this is not even like a regional thing. Like I had different couples from Charleston, from New York um, that that really were in love with Italian disco, that wanted a disco ball in their venue, that went to the efforts of mounting their own disco ball in the venue um, but I've definitely seen a throwback to the 70s in particular. You know, we we knew that the 80s and the 90s were coming back. That's great. I love that. But I was not expecting such a resurgence of disco, of Fleetwood Mac, of Queen. I, I did not expect these young kids, which I say young kids, they're like 20s and 30s, you know, <laughs> but to be so into these seventies bands. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It makes me think like your parents are super dope. They raised you on great jams and like we have so much hope for the world, <laughs> but, but just that. And it's like also a little bit of funk in there too. Um, and so I don't know, I'm all for it. I've also had um, several couples kind of more interested in like some of the theater songs. So I had one couple, right. It's it. I'm what's happening. I'm so in for it. I'm a theater. I'm a theater, Rocky horror picture show kind of girl. Like I had a couple that wanted me to like scratch halfway through the father daughter dance and then go into the time warp. And we did. And it was, amazing. And then he sent me a photo on Facebook the other day and I was like, oh my God, I love, I love them so much. I had one of my last couples of 2023, they had their entire, they played the Rocky Horror like number and everyone got on the dance floor and did it together. I, I could not believe everyone oh. knew the dance. 
I'm so here for it. I'm here for like all of that. I've also had a lot of Disney songs, like even the Mulan song, the I'll make a man out of you song. Yeah. Um, which I've never actually seen Mulan. Um, I haven't enough. either. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that song a lot though at weddings and it's like not a, it's not a song you think of Yeah, as being like a Disney princess song. And yeah, it's just so fun. It's so fun when everyone like comes together and they're having these moments and anything that you can, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and, you know, it helps any, any of that stuff that like, when I see it, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I'm like, give me all of that because that helps me get to know you guys, which means that I'm I'm definitely going to be able to do such a good job because if I know you that you love that, you're probably going to love this as well. Or, you know, like I, I try to also listen really well, like in, in my discovery calls with clients in, you know, even before they book me, if they tell me like, oh, we love theater, we love this show, especially, or like we met at this band show and I'm like digging through the internet to try to find some band out of Baltimore so that I can like find one of their tracks to drop at their wedding, you know, because I want to see, you know, like you said, like their mom rushed to the dance floor and that surprise and delight that she was not expecting that it's just like, oh, I love that look when somebody just lights up like that. Like you said, it just, it makes my day. I. It's the best. It's the best. And speaking of discovery calls, what questions do you wish your couples would ask you on that initial consultation call? Like when they first talk with you, what do you wish they would ask? That is such a great question. You know, I wish that they would ask why I love doing this um, because there are there are very, very many different kinds of DJs. There are very many different kinds of wedding DJs. There are, I mean, it, it's, there are club DJs that play weddings. There are comedians that DJ weddings. There are people that play games at weddings. And, and I wish that they would ask me why I love doing this. I try to tell them, but I don't, you know, you don't want to overwhelm somebody on a, on a discovery call. But I think Asking the why is always really important because then you're going to know right off the bat if you feel the same way and if that's what you want. Because, you know, there are, there are tons of different kinds of DJs. I may not be the one that you want, but I also may be perfect for you if that's what you want, you know. And so I think people are so overwhelmed in trying to make these choices and all of the information that they're gathering with all of their vendors, you know, I think the why is so important. I love that. And I agree. I, it really tells you want to, anyone that you're hiring on your wedding day, you want to have that connection with, you know, that, um, that unspoken connection where you feel like you actually want to have that person around you on your wedding day. And I think that really gets you there and, and takes a lot of that guesswork out of it. It's a really good one. Yeah. And also, is this a person that is going to be on my team? Because we, we are looking at it from the same perspective, except they're, they're like, they do this, 
you know, like you should, your whole team should be there to take the stress off of you because you know that they have your back. And so if you don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, you're going to feel like you're fighting with them the whole time because you're going to be wanting this thing and they're going to be wanting this other thing. And so I feel like, you know, picking people for your team that are going to like really show up and know exactly what you want to achieve. That's really important. And I, that's what I really want to know from my clients. And I, I think, I think it's important for all vendors because we all want the business. Like we're all out here to work, but at the same time, I really want to work with the people that want to work with me and that are right for me and that I'm right for. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, and you want to know that they have your people, like your vendors as a couple, you want to know that they have your best interest at heart. Um, and it's not about them. That's another thing that um, that I'm hearing from you here is it's not about, it's not just about like you inflating your ego here or like saying like, I have like all, here's my like amazingness and here's why I'm fantastic. Um, I'm doing the billboard motion over here. <laughs> and it's amazing also. <laughs> and probably also accurate. And, <laughs> but the whole point is, you know, you're talking about why you care about those people and why like every, everything that you've said here has really shown that, you know, this is why I care about the day being the perfect day. And this is why I care about my couple being happy. And this is why I care about the photos. It's not just about them having that experience of the music and the lighting. You're thinking about the whole piece of everything that's working together. It's the whole game. It's not just your player. And I think that question really highlights that you're thinking about it from that point. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we all do things for different reasons. You know, I and DJs, we can be a little egotistical. You know, we like to toot our own horns and and it is a a very solo kind of project. Beow, beow. Um, my terrible sound effects. I also never have made that. I don't even have that drop in my soundboard, you know, for anybody listening. Don't worry. I don't drop that. It's a it's a strictly podcast. <laughs> it's a strictly podcast vocal sound. Um, I made the motion. For yeah, you all. we we were we were tag teaming the whole sound effects department. We should go to Hollywood and work on films too. Um, it's it's not about me. It's not like I'm there to to connect with you and to make your day great and to work with the team and to help your mom feel okay if nobody's paying attention to her, you know, like just to help the whole process of the day be really amazing and to help people feel a little at ease because even like people that are doing speeches, they get nervous. They don't talk on the mic all the time. So I go meet them before I give them the microphone, you know, it, and, and it's not about your, the personality of your vendors. Like they, they should really be in it for you. And I really try to approach my, my wedding DJ business as like, this is such a service for my clients, like to, to make them feel really special and celebrated on their day. Yeah. I agree. Well said. Thank you. Well, said. well, Molly, thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish today. Where can our people find you online? 
I'm DJ Molly Party everywhere on all platforms, uh, my website as well. You know, DJ Molly, Molly with a Y, Party with an I. At- I was just going to say that. Because, you know, you got to be a little eccentric. I mean, that's just the thing. Um, But yes, everywhere. Everywhere is the same. I love it. And while you are finding DJ Molly with a Y party with an I online, you can find at the Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram and you can find theweddingdishpodcast.com. We will have our show notes and everything from this episode. So you'll get links to Molly and you will also get um, some just behind the scenes information about how she's built her business and all kinds of stuff. Um, we like to really highlight all of our people. And if you want to come on and tell your wedding story, or if you're a wedding vendor, talk about working in the wedding industry, you can also apply on our website. And don't forget to tune in next week. We have another amazing episode coming up. I am very excited about this season. I did take a little bit of a break after my fall weddings because I just, you know, it's real busy during wedding season and we are back full steam on the wedding dish. So give us a rate and review and follow on your preferred platform, all the good stuff. And until we meet again, Molly, thanks for being here. Cheers. Cheers.